What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. We have another fun one for you today. As always, Tim and I start out just by chopping it up, catching up on all things life. Then in my fitness and nutrition tip, I talk about carbs not being the enemy. And that comes after I recap my first jujitsu tournament experience. Not going to skip over that. But yeah, we go into how carbs are not the enemy. They are your fuel. So I talk about how many carbs you should eat before your workouts. Then after that, I go into book talk and my change into audiobooks. Really enjoying that transition. Um, but I'm listening to your next five moves by Patrick Bet David, and we discuss three processing steps to take when someone pisses you off. Tim, where do you take us today? Yeah, um, on the personal front, I talk about a, a new gym that I just joined um, that's going to help me take my uh, my fitness level, but Country also my, my, <laughs> my pickleball game <laughs> to the next level. And just uh, that kind of leads into a discussion about um, – just what you can do to surround yourself with people who are better than you and surround yourself, put yourself in an environment where you can, you can become the, the maximal version of yourself. So uh, talk about that a little bit, talk about, uh, an adjustment that I've made in my morning routine this past year. That's really helped me like get the day off to a good start. So I'm going to share a little bit about that. Uh, and then career tip today, I'm going to talk to you about how to make an impact in a new job, whether, you join a job and you're not sure about how your role fits into the organization or um, maybe you start a job and you have some idle time and some extra time to kill. Like I give you some like a three-step process process on what you can do to really maximize that first like 60 to 90 days. Um, and it's, it's, it's a really, really, really big difference maker. So I'm going to talk about that. Um, and then in the show with Book Talk, talking about the game or it's called the book is called Inner Game of Tennis uh, by Timothy Galway. So I talk about the biggest things I took away from that book, how it's helped me uh, from a competitive standpoint, but also from like a personal and a life standpoint. Um, and we kind of have an extended discussion about how you can get your, how you can quiet your mind in stressful situations. So um, really enjoy this episode. We covered a lot. Um, we, and I think a lot of people are going to get some good value from this episode. And uh, yeah, without further ado, enjoy it. Episode 221. Well, Tim, we got a bum microphone. Uh, so that's over a five-year-old mic. Wow. And it's not like it was a, one of those sure like 7MBs where it's like 800 a mic. I mean, it's, it's a humble mic. It gets the job done. It works really well. It ran its course. Yeah. I mean, especially with our luxurious packaging uh to travel (laughs) my eddie bauer uh extra large suitcase yeah half suitcase half duffel i don't know how to describe it it's got wheels it's like a big duffel bag but it has wheels and a hard bottom so that's what we've been using hey it's it's all about what we do with the contents it's it's iconic you're right you're right i always want whenever i go play pickleball everyone's got their like pickleball branded like exercise gym bag. Oh, I, really? I just walk in with my like Nike backpack of like yep. five years. Yep. Just a just humble guy. Yeah. <laughs> just a humble guy and any shits on your game. So <laughs> you go home, you cry to your wife. I got smoked in pickleball and then you got a few things to feel bad about. <laughs> yeah. So Tim, you're in a pretty exclusive. Um, it's like the country club of Pickleball is what you have described to me. So please tell our audience uh, your recent endeavors 
and this new state-of-the-art facility yeah, that, that you've delved deeper into, good chat GPT word, delve, uh, within your pickleball career. Yeah, I, I feel like I've hit the lottery with this, this, new, uh, <laughs> this new location that I've started playing pickleball at. Uh, there's this guy named Steve Cage, very successful guy. He has this like uh, this building, this campus where it's like a dedicated pickleball gym. It's got mm-hmm. four indoor courts, an outdoor court, a weight room, and like he's invested a lot of money into making sure that the conditions and the equipment and everything is like top of the line. Where it's like yeah. lighting, court surface, um, and I've been on the wait list for this place for a while, and um, thankfully some people through some connections I've been able to get in and um, yeah, what it's going to do for me is it's for one thing, it's going to give me a lot more flexibility to practice and like a place where I can go and it's going to be empty and I can dedicate more time to practicing more mm-hmm. flexible schedule. Um, it's going to be, give me like a access to a greater network of people too, who are like not only really, really good at pickleball cause I'm going to be playing people who are better than me, but um, also just like, a lot of the people that are successful people and just good people to know. So just building relationships with them. Um, and yeah, this is what I needed, man. Like I've been, I've been waiting to get in here and um, yeah, it's one of those things where like when you, when you're trying to get good at something, you have to step outside of your comfort zone and go, go move on and play people who are better than you, more experienced than you who've been yeah. around it longer. Yeah. Um, and I really feel like this is what I'm going to need to get to that higher level that I've been I've been I've been searching for. So. Hell yeah! So you were on a wait list, mm-hmm. and you had to get invited. Yeah, you're in a country club. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it. I don't I don't know like how it works or whatever, but uh, yeah, I had we had to get on a wait list. And how long were you on, were you on the wait list? For? Uh, like month or so, but oh, a couple couple bad. months. That's not too bad. Um, but once, yeah, once it, they got your background check. And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, all that approved. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. But there yeah. was there was certainly luck involved. Just yeah. knowing certain people, being able to get in, yeah. and, you had um, to pee in a cup. And, yeah, and yeah, the you whole, know. yeah, you gotta yeah. you gotta do like a physical fitness yeah. test. And hey, yeah. what's your net worth? You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I got kicked out immediately when they asked that. So, um, but yeah, no, it was. Uh, <laughs> we only accept anyone who's worth at least half a billion. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we only have about four members. <laughs> But yeah, I'm excited. I've I've been, I mean, I've been preparing to for this moment to play against p- better people and people who are better than me. But all I've been able to control is how much work I've been putting in wherever I'm at. So, it's I mean, I'm gonna take it up another another level here. So yeah, it's gonna and be that, fun. and that's cool. Like you know, you're someone who just naturally likes to push their own comfort level, and you're just driven by the drive. You're driven by the will to win mm-hmm. and become a professional pickleballer. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're already motivated in that regard. But yeah, I think graduating to different circles of talent and just network. Who else can you be around? Who can you rub shoulders with? But yeah, who can enhance your game so you can get to the level you're trying to play at? Mm-hmm. And this country club is the place. <laughs> it is. <laughs> got a nice little lounge kitchen area yeah yeah it feels like a country club for sure but but i will guarantee this like i'm not gonna not gonna squander this opportunity i'm not gonna hit hit crews like i'm gonna mm-hmm. take it up another level yeah. and make sure i maximize my time there I mean, is there um, is there any similarity in industry that you've noticed a lot of the members are in in terms of their type of work or is it 
across the board everyone's doing something different or are there any overlaps yeah it's across the board you got people who own their own businesses entrepreneurs people that that work for companies it's pretty much a Mm -hmm. taste of all like but like i i just noticed that everyone there who i meet is alike in the same way and they truly enjoy playing pickleball and they're yeah this is a place some some for some people this is a place for them to uh, escape and 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 have stress-free activity doing this for some people it's a place to get better and train and Mm -hmm. and and take it and improve their skill level people have different reasons for being there but everyone there loves it and everyone's passionate about it so yeah um no matter what you're doing whether it's pickleball knitting (laughs) jujitsu whatever whatever you're doing like if 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 you can if you can be around people that uh that like doing it like that's just that's just that's just healthy overall it doesn't matter what it is so world knitting championships are next yeah. month so yeah out in scotland yeah um, <laughs> so knitting i don't know why I, just, I don't know why that was the first example that came to mind yeah, but it was <laughs> you really threw that one out pretty strong you were confident yeah pickleball knitting trying to trying to hit, trying to hit all sides of the spectrum you know <laughs> someone's out there who loves to paint what about us asshole <laughs> yeah i'm about to get canceled for i don't knit out. i paint you don't have to list every hobby ever. We're going to have a two-hour segment. Whether it's knitting, pickleball, jiu-jitsu, weightlifting, crochet, croquet, uh, polo. Um, oh, oh, we, yep. Yep, curling. Can't. Yeah, hit it. It's Good. the middle of July. Well, not in every country. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah. cool, man. Yeah, I'm glad you found uh, that community because you were limited to certain times yeah at um lifetime lifetime yeah Yeah. so that's nice you can go anytime and now you just go all the time yeah yeah it's great i love it it. thankful yeah um man i will say when i walked in into your house it smelled scrum (laughs) diddlyumptious and i knew something diffy was cooked yeah today yeah yeah i couldn't put my put my nose on it but you had how many eggs i had six today how many sausages eight and then what else? Brett did potatoes. made some potatoes. And then yeah. yeah, I think I think what's driving that big smell is Brett also made maple syrup flavored sausages. So I think that's the, that's, the, the, the syrup is what yeah. did it. Oh yeah, something but, was man, in the air. I have I have fallen in love with the with the breakfast flow. Make, mm-hmm. Making that's kind of another thing I had written down to talk about is just the importance of having like a morning routine. Um, I've kind of like my morning routine was. Well, at first it was like reading and stuff, whatever. But ever since I've started doing pickleball in the mornings and gym in the mornings, that's usually the first thing I go do. Mm-hmm. And now like coming home, I've created like a system of when I get home from the gym, having a routine. So like yeah. come home, throw the potatoes in the air fryer, yeah. shower while the potatoes are cooking and then timing it. So by the time I get out of the shower and get back into the kitchen and create the eggs and the sausages and it yeah. all times up. So it's done nice. at the same time. Um, having and then like just like finding like flow and serenity and making breakfast and like doing the dishes i know it's like things that like are, are like kind of mm-hmm. menial trivial tasks but like i found like kind of like a solitude in like making breakfast and like cleaning the kitchen and it's like become like part of my routine and then once i'm done with breakfast i read like for like 10 to 15 minutes journal and then i can start my day yeah and getting yeah. over that <laughs> mental hurdle of like i have so many projects that i should do today i have my my schedule laid out i have so mm-hmm. many things to do today i have so many client emails to respond to but like getting over that mental like guilt of having all that and just being like i can't start any of this until i do these things yeah. in my routine yeah. and like 
I've learned over the long term, even though I'm not, I'm not getting like a a high volume of things done every day. I'm still like putting a good dent in my list, but Mm -hmm. my mind is always right heading into that main admin work project part of my day. Except I've done the, I've done the gym, I've done breakfast and I've, I've read my book and I've journaled. So yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. You have quite the system going. Um, yeah, you're dialed. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's good. You'll send me Snapchats at like five in the morning. I'm like, it's five thirty, and I already have Snapchats from Tim, lacing them up at the country club, getting down and dirty on the pickleball court. That's right. Yeah, I love it, man. Yeah. yeah. Then you you do your uh, the air fry shake, the yeah. air fryer shake. You gotta yep. shake the tatus. Gotta shake it. Yeah, dude. What's tatus precious? I get- <laughs> I get weird with it. So I love it, man. But it, it works. Like yeah. you feel good, you're performing well, like you know, you you are set up perfectly for your day. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you're you're on a system. Mm-hmm. That's one thing Rob Deerdeck talks about. I love his I need to listen to his podcast more, but even his clips on Instagram, he just delivers good heat. He automates everything, everything's on a system. He's got his day, he says, is scheduled down to the minute, which I can never live like. But that's mm. just me. Mm. But your morning is, yeah, it's regimented. Yeah, it's concrete. Yeah, I like it. And if you can win the morning, you've you've got yeah. you set yourself up to win the rest of the day too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now, have you tried? So um, we're big on nootropics, mm. and you talk about all your projects in a day. And we were just trying Magic Mind. Mm-hmm. They sent us some some things to try. I'm curious to hear your experience when when you tried it because you're always jam packed in the day. You've shown me your your planner for each day. Yeah. Did that enhance uh, your your productivity? Did you feel neutral about it? What What do you think? Yeah. No. You uh, shout out to you for kind of procuring that relationship and 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 getting in touch with them. Um, but yeah, no. It's well, they a, reach out to me, but I'll take that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you had to, you had to be the one that responded, and, yeah. and so thank you. Um, but yeah, it's like a little shot that contains like 13 active ingredients, and it's designed to like boost your energy, focus, creativity, motivation. It has like matcha in it. It has lion's mane, mushrooms. It's, it's mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's to to kind of get your brain locked in. I, yeah. I took it, I think, on a Friday mm-hmm. at like one or one thirty, and. That's the time. That's the kind of the final sprint of the week. It's kind of when you're ready to check out. It's when yeah. you're, you're you're not all the way dialed in always. Mm-hmm. So I took it then, and I had yeah. a complete. I had a very productive afternoon. Nice. Didn't didn't look at my phone maybe one time for for three or four hours locked in. Yeah. Nice. Getting stuff done. I think I I, I wrote a resume. I think I recorded a couple of videos for my TikTok and just had a very productive like admin afternoon. Yeah. And then when I was done. I was still like you went and played pickleball. Uh, yeah, I was still like be energetic, and ready to go do other things, get outside and yeah. walk, and go go do some yeah. other stuff. So love it. yeah, sustain energy. Mm-hmm. I love Magic Mind. It's good. I, yeah, yeah, it was good stuff. Anything you know, just green or a different flavor, you're a little skeptical at first. Yeah, yeah. it's like how's this green juice gonna taste? Yeah, uh, surprisingly pretty good. Mm-hmm. I will say you should drink it chilled. Mm-hmm. I know someone who had tried it and. They're like, well, it's okay. I was like, do you have it chilled? They're like, oh, there's room temples. I said, that's that's a thing. So uh-huh. do chill it. I think it tastes uh, pretty darn good, actually, for for a green juice. But it's, yeah, a little energy shot. I took it also in the afternoon at like 2 o'clock or something at lunch. I think it's recommended to try to replace your morning coffee. I'm just a sucker for my coffee. But mm. I took it in the afternoon. 
um, because the caffeine is not quite a full cup of coffee. Took it in the afternoon. Like you, I was kind of dialed at the office. I was was motoring through stuff Mm -hmm. and, you know, people come up to me. I didn't even know they were right behind me. I was... (laughs) Colin, Colin. Well, I, I do have both my headphones in too. It's like, ah, people don't need to talk to me that frequently. Yeah, like yeah. you know. Um, but I was, I was locked in, dude. Yeah, so it tasted good. good. And and the vitamin B twelve, I did ask them. It is uh, from methylcobalamin, so it's a methylated B twelve, better absorbed uh, with the body too. So, um, yeah, I did want to make sure that they have top-notch ingredients with it which they do so yeah check them out magic mind but anyway uh dude your morning routine is solid <laughs> i like it i like it yeah um i get up pretty early uh, a couple days and then like an hour after that a few days a week so between 5 30 and 6 30 is is my wake up time yeah typically um but i i do favor the morning once i'm up mm-hmm. like once i'm moving i'm i'm good to go but it does take me a couple minutes and then then I'm fine. Yeah, you but know? you're you're a you're a night person. Like if you were to choose night or morning, you're a night person though, right? Uh, night, if I were night to choose, you do your own stuff most part. Just because I kind of have to. At yeah. the, that's the time I have to. Not that I prefer that. Yeah. Like I enjoy the morning more than the evening. Gotcha. That's enjoy me. it. Enjoy it. Yeah. yeah, but I I do work pretty well at both ends of yeah. the day. So okay. I I do good work at night as well as early morning, and that's like kind of a problem yeah um but if i could do more of my own throughout the afternoons i would yeah. Uh, but yeah i do enjoy the morning for sure yeah. like the morning air feels different like when i worked construction i could tell when we hit the afternoon hours because the air felt different yeah it was a little heavier a little muggier and yeah it was in in the middle of summer but the air just the morning air versus afternoon it feels different yeah you feel that you feel the potential of what the day could be when it's the morning yes like the excitement behind like yeah. it like obviously i'm a glass half full person so like mm-hmm. i'm assuming that everything is going to go well and like yeah. great things are going to happen so just kind of that yeah you're on the cusp of something uh, something great is, is about to happen you can yeah. feel it in the air the birds are chirping yeah and when you're up early too it's like wow i'm people aren't up yet yeah i'm up yeah there's like a, a winning mentality that goes with it yeah or like being at the gym on a friday night yeah like i was doing a later workout last weekend on friday and right next door there's a bar and so you hear the bar is jumping mm-hmm. i'm like man i'm in here getting after it and yeah I, I love it like i love being here right now i love the lift i'm getting right now and there's just some extra winning mentality aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm here, they're there, which is totally cool. It's not like, oh, I'm better than... No. I just love that I was there on Friday. Yeah. yeah, Still be- locked in. And because you were there on Friday and putting in work like that, that's why you did so well in your jiu-jitsu tournament. So do you want to... Oh, do you, do, this you like guy. Swag, wow, you, that you, was, you want to recap that? That was suave. That, that was... <laughs> there's a reason. I mean, you put those hours in... For those moments when you compete in tournaments as well. That is true. It's so. like you've done a couple hundred episodes, Tim. That was a great transition. <laughs> Thank The best DJs in the world couldn't have had a transition no. on their remixes no. like you just did. No, take notes. <clears throat> but yeah, I did have my first uh, jiu-jitsu competition, which was a great experience. Mm-hmm. So I did the, the Fuji competition here in Indy uh, a couple weeks ago. And 
It was, yeah, my first one. I'm still a white belt, so not like, oh, I'm a fucking master. Nope, don't know shit. But it was a good experience for me to, one, just kind of go up against someone who I've never rolled with. I don't know their game. Like in the gym, you know, you just kind of know how guys roll, what they favor, um, and, you know, you'll still get caught, which is, is the fun part. But now it's, I need to stick to my plan and kind of feel them out at first. So it is a little nerve-wracking for me the first time on the mats getting ready to go. I've never faced this opponent. I don't know what his game is like. You know, is he going to shoot on me really quick? Is he going to wait, pull guard? So it's just you feel it out. And it's like, you know, you're once you if you're nervous when you have a golf tournament. Probably once you get your first hole under you, you, f- you calm down and feel good. Certainly. And that's how it goes. felt. Once we each made contact with the other, I felt better. I was like, let's go. Yeah. And um, so I had five matches that day. Ended up going four and one on the day. And so a lot of good takeaways, things that I need to work on. I found gaps in my game. So I know specifically what really lacked the most. But it was fun. You know, I had I had one submission, so uh, that was my first one. You saw that one. Yeah. Which, appreciate you coming out. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. big time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I loved loved how that one finished, obviously. And the rest were, were points. So, dude, by the end of it, I have not been that tired in a long time. Like, maybe one of my CrossFit competitions, but, dude, the amount of muscle fatigue that I had. It was pretty insane. So my next one, I'll probably only do no-gi division. I did both gi and no-gi in this one. And I liked them both, but I just kind of favor no-gi a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I think, and for people listening, gi is like the robe-looking thing we wear. You can grab it, choke people with it. It's pretty awesome. Uh, And then no-gi, you have shorts and basically imagine like a compression Mm-hmm. top of of some sort we call it a rash guard mm-hmm. but i favor that a little more the nogi so i think i'll just stick to that division my next tournament save all my energy for that uh just i like that a little better that's just me i adapt a little easier to it i think but yeah man i know what to work on um i know what to get after now and it's just it's good having the first one under my belt so i got mm-hmm. took Gold in no gi and then bronze in in the gi. So the one yeah. loss got me bronze. I think some people had some buys, which I don't know how that works out, but yeah, it is what it is. Uh, I liked it. Uh, the team team was there, so everyone was you know people. I was one of the last fights. I was like the last one too, and people were still sticking around. Obviously, Coach Drew was still there. Uh, it was fun, dude. I I talked to my friend Tara. She my friend took a video of, of my fights and my first one, I had a pretty deep guillotine, deep choke. And you hear my coach say, oh, that's tight. And then my friend Tara, she goes, rip it off. <laughs> and so oh, it took me a few watches before I like caught on and heard like all the comments. And then I, I saw her like a couple weeks later at the gym. I was like, Tara, I was watching these videos and she goes, oh, you heard me yell rip it off. And she knew exactly what I was going to say. And I was like, I laughed so damn hard. Like, <laughs> I was like, I was trying. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was fun. Great learning experience. I'll, I'll definitely do some more. I'll hopefully get at least one more this year, probably. Maybe two. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But yeah, man, um, it was a riot. I, oh, I, yeah. I love it, dude. I, I'm so hooked on this stuff. It, it 
gives me so much more than what I put in, and I like to think I put in pretty good effort with it. Yeah. Uh, but I love it, man. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was it was a joy going there and watching that. My, my biggest takeaway, and it, you you talking about your friends encouraging you, reminded me of this. But well, first of all, it, the just the physicality and the amount of strength mm-hmm. it just looks like people are exerting when they're fighting like mm-hmm. i was impressed at just like the athleticism and just the actual the actual people going at it and then going off that like just the sportsmanship the fact that people can go head to head and like pretty much fight each other and yeah. then be cool right after and still show that sportsmanship it was right. just a cool thing to see from a sports standpoint and then yeah the support system aspect mm-hmm. everyone there like going back to what i was saying before Everyone there is is brought together by one reason, and it's it's this it's the sport and um, the people who are like encouraging each other and like they're there for each other. Like it's really cool to witness, really yeah. cool to see. And I, I was impressed with just everyone, you, everyone else there. Like, and yeah, you were just the way you were walking off. I could see like you left it all out there each match. Man, just just was... just by the way that you're walking off. Yeah. Is there anything that like? surprised you about the competition day anything that happened that day that you just didn't expect that you had to kind of navigate around i know you kind of mentioned the 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 timing of when you started on some of the stuff too is there anything that surprised you i would say if something yeah surprised me or was really glaring is is how many things i forgot Mm. while i was competing yeah you know, I've I've done this a little over a year and a half, so not that long, but over that year and a half, I've learned a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you adapt to certain things. Um, but I would say there were maybe attacks open when I was re-watching other videos. Someone would shout, hey, look for this, it's there. And it's it was a, a choke that I enjoy, I practice a lot. And you just, I didn't hear it, I didn't see it. And the amount of things that kind of left my brain too mm-hmm. surprised me where that's just a muscle memory thing where I need more reps, more mm-hmm. time. That's that's what that is. And to compete more, mm-hmm. you know, again, reps and time. So I would say that and, and the speed of it because in the gym, yeah, you'll, you'll have some hard roles, but that's not every role. Mm-hmm. You know, you're also focused on longevity. So you sometimes you're just playing with with your rolling partner and you're working through stuff, you're flowing a little bit. You know, if you catch someone in something, you just let it go and keep moving. So Mm -hmm. sometimes it's slower. You're just working, but in competition, it is not that Mm -hmm. like it's a hundred percent you're going and and you will get in positions where it naturally does slow down. Mm -hmm. Maybe you pull a guard and you're working on something. So you, you're not going hard for like, you're hitting it, but you're working on something or you're trying to get a position. So you're moving slow. So there are those natural changes in pace, but yeah, it is speed to get to advantageous yeah. positions. And the speed was, was very different. Yeah. A lot higher pace, yeah. which I kind of liked because yeah, you're not trying to go super hard on, on your people all the time. And this one you're competing. So you let yeah. loose, yeah. which was fun for me to, let it loose a little extra and good. get after it. Yeah. Good, yeah. So, and that's why you yeah. do those tournaments is to get that that heightened mm-hmm. level of experience mm-hmm. and, and and get a taste of it. And so, do you have a next tournament scheduled on the books, or when, not when yet. do you think you'll compete next? I, I would like to have done one 
in March, there's a few, and there's a lot of people from the gym competing in some in March and April. April, there's one in Nashville. But I have my my annual boys trip with my brother and my dad at mm-hmm. the end of March. And so we're, we always do a ski and snowboard trip. And so we're going back to Utah this year. Nice. So that's where kind of the extra funds are, are going right now is is the vacation. Yeah. So because some of the ones coming up, the tournaments, like they're not crazy money. But on top of buying a flight, then look, a snowboard trip is is an expensive trip. Yeah, so, oh, yeah, I can see that. You know, I'm I'm just kind of being a little frugal with with that right now. So yeah, the the March tournaments, there's one I would really like to do, but it's just a, a business decision yeah. right now is all mm-hmm. it is. So hopefully, maybe summertime there might be another one locally that I'll jump into, and probably another one at the end of the year. So, yeah, maybe one or two more this year are, are in the cards for me, but nothing scheduled quite yet. Good. But great experience, lot to work on, huge takeaways. Um, let's, let's keep it rolling here. Business updates, Tim. What do you got for us today? Yeah, like no real new fronts on my end. All right, good just, talk. We'll yeah. keep it moving. No, no, <laughs> I'm just continu- continuing to SEO optimize my website, build out my processes, procure new bigger business opportunities, but... I've been grateful to stay very busy on just mm-hmm. my, my resume, LinkedIn projects, working with new people. Love it. Um, really going off this, the, the gym that I, knew, that I just joined, I really want to use this as a networking opportunity to see how I can use my capabilities and my skills to help other people just connecting with these people. So yeah. that's pretty much my, my update for that. Cool. Uh, things are going well on my Career tips? Let's yeah. Say ca- career tip, yeah. Yeah, career tip. Yeah, so I was um, one like – it, like problem or issue I see a lot is people will start a new job and they get there and it's maybe their role isn't clear, clearly defined or they're just really not sure how they're going to contribute mm-hmm. or they're, they're really they're, they don't have a vision for what their role is going to fit in with the organization. They have the job description. They have a general idea of what they'll be doing based on the interview. But mm-hmm. people are just like, hey, what can I do with my time if I'm just like sitting idly and I just started this role? Yeah. And this is kind of a, a kind of a three-step process on how to make an impact in your job. And the first thing is schedule in what I call informational interviews with most of the people that work at your organization. Mm-hmm. Stakeholders, people that are either directly involved with your role or they could be on a different team. People that have some type of knowledge about the role that you're in. And schedule one-on-ones with these people, whether it's over lunch, whether it's in the middle of the day, 15, 30 minutes. Um, and really like get to understand their role and what they do, but more importantly, ask them these three questions about your role. It's what in the past, what is what do successful people do in the role that I'm in? Hmm. Out of the people that you've seen in this role, what success looked like? Uh, what do you, what successful traits do they have? Um, and then ask them like, wh- how can this role be improved upon? How can this role evolve? Is there anything you see um, from your perspective this role can be improved upon? And then. Yeah. How can this role add value to your work? I think this is that's the most important question. Is like, what can I do to make your life easier? What can I do to save you time? What can I do to empower you more in your work? And yeah. I think have like different conversations with people, but try to ask these three questions at some point throughout the conversation. This mm-hmm. is important because these people you'll talk to, they've been at the organization for longer than you than you have. They have a general idea of the landscape of everything. They can give you insights that um, you didn't realize. And so I would I would have those conversations and then I would take notes on these conversations. Yeah. Take what everybody said, do a little audit of your role, what's good about it, what's bad about it, how can be 
How can it be improved? How can you help other people? And that answer to how can you help other people will give you some ideas on like projects, things that you can do beyond your job description. So mm-hmm. formalize that, write it out, and then pitch your ideas to your manager or your leadership or whoever you report to and get get their feedback on things that they like about it, what they don't like, and then kind of formalize an action plan of like, hey, like, yeah, here's what I need to do to take care of the basics of my role and make sure I'm fulfilling my responsibilities. But mm-hmm. Let's have a roadmap of these extra projects that we brainstormed based on my conversations with other people. What this is going to do is it's going to allow you to do the, do the small things right, but also go above and beyond to make a greater impact in your role um, and get started off on the right foot. So, yeah. And and it shows a lot of care on, Mm. on your end too, coming into a new role and being this proactive and, and asking, these are great questions and they can give you a lot of information what what does what's a successful person in this role look like what are they doing Mm -hmm. and you will know exactly what they want to see in the expectation of what they think uh doing a good job is Mm -hmm. otherwise you're kind of shooting blind i think that's a fantastic question and what value can can you add i mean how many employers are probably not getting asked what can be added to them to be more valuable yeah and it's because usually, you know, you're interviewing, oh, what's the pay? What are the benefits? But when you turn it around, what more can I do for you mm-hmm. to better your your role mm-hmm. and the company? So uh, those are fantastic. And, and doing an actual audit, audit like what, what are you actually going to be doing? Mm-hmm. Is it what the job description says? Because mm-hmm. sometimes there's a disconnect. So this is... Um, this is fantastic three-step process and then finishing with that pitch to leadership like they see some new kid on the block wanting to pitch ideas advance projects implement new things that's in any sane company people are really gonna look at that and appreciate what you're trying to do so yeah that's fantastic yeah and really really leverage the experience and understand who has been there the longest at your company? Mm-hmm. What have they seen? Because like for all you know, your manager, who you report to, they may have only been there for a couple of years. There may be people at the organization who have been there longer than your manager. So right. what you have an idea of success and what your manager has an idea of success, like, yeah, there's valid points behind both your opinions, but it's also good to get other perspectives because yeah. it's just going to have greater benefit for everybody overall. So. Yeah. And yeah. especially when they're hiring for this role. Yeah. They know it's going to be successful. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, I had one more thought on that. Oh, it's gone. It'll come oh, back. No worries. It'll what What about back. you? What you? Fitness and nutrition tip for you today. Yes, yes. How so are we getting I, healthier today? I, I recently um, posted about how many carbs should you have pre-workout. Okay. Because I've talked timing of your pre-workout meal, but I wanted to go a little deeper into actual quantity. How many carbs people think yeah carbs are fuel but how how much should i eat it's a good question how many carbs should we eat before workout first off carbs are not the enemy we we have demonized carbs and can they make you fat eating too much food and working out not as much can make you fat so calories in and out still matters but carbs have been demonized but say you're resistance training you're doing a hit workout something with a shorter burst carbs are going to be your primary fuel source that's just the way it is. That's science. Um, if you're running long distances, you know, like marathon, super long endurance training, 
then you'll want to have a little more fat mm-hmm. in that pre-workout meal too because fat slows down carb absorption from by the body. Mm-hmm. So that's why adding more fat is beneficial. It's a slower burn. Um, but you're weightlifting. You need that energy. You're going to have shorter bursts. You, you need carbs. So let's assume you're going to weight train for an hour. Uh, pretty easy example. You just go to the gym for an hour. Even if you hop on the treadmill within that time, you know, a few minutes, carbs are going to be your, your fuel source. So what you'll find is for if you're eating one hour before exercise, average rule, they want one gram of carbs per kilogram of body weight. You know, again, ideally you want to eat, finish eating 90 to 120 minutes before. So they're saying if you eat one hour before one gram of carbs per kilogram, which that can add up. Uh, if, if I'm doing that, it's about 77, call it 80 grams of carbs. It's a good amount of carbs. It's like mm-hmm. two cups of rice. Um, which if you're not eat, used to eating that many carbs at one time, that can be a lot. And two grams of carbs per kilogram of body weight if you're eating two hours before exercise. Yeah. Again, that can really add up. So now I just went to almost 160 grams of carbs. That's a lot. I'm not gonna eat that much two hours before workout. Mm-hmm. I'll still feel too heavy, too full. I'm not gonna like it. So there is some trial and error. I think these are good starting points, but try to hit that 90 to 120 minute window I would say start on the lower side of one gram of carb per kilogram of body weight within our ideal eating window. If you're in a rush, you have under, you're eating within an hour of, of training, maybe you find something higher glycemic where it's a faster carb, like you know a rice cake, a bagel, um, pineapple, where it's a faster sugar. Mm-hmm. Then, then that might be better for within an hour. You're probably not going to eat a full meal to where your body won't have the time to break it down, turn it to fuel. You might feel it halfway through that workout, but if you're short on time, let's change the carb source. So I would say error on the side of, of less first starting out. One gram of carbs per kilogram of body weight, 90 to 120 minutes before you work out. Add some protein, You know, maybe 20 to 30 grams of protein, nothing crazy. Again, trial and error. See what you feel good on. See you know, what really energizes your workouts the best, good quality sources of proteins and carbs. So again, use the general rules of thumb and try it out for yourself and Mm -hmm. tailor it to you. That's what most of this is, is testing and seeing what works for you the best. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so use carbs for for your workout. Again, we're talking context of lifting weights for an hour. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, depending on your activity, your, your energy system, that is subject to change, but for today, that's our example. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Cobs are not the enemy. Huh? Yeah. So yeah, I'm a big. Uh, I, I usually do the trifecta because I'm usually grabbing something and go in the morning, mm-hmm. and this is like 20 minutes before I start. So yeah. I'll grab like a banana, an apple, and a couple oranges, and I'll just okay. eat those four things on the drive. Yeah, and that I don't take pre workout or anything. Yeah, so that and for me, it may not be preferable for other people, but having those four things. Just those four items. Yeah, if always you, get always gets me right. If you feel good, you're energized throughout your whole workout. I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. Um, we we could, but if it's working, it's working. Yeah. Leave it alone. Yeah. So, but would you say like you said you mentioned pineapple, but would you say like any fruit for the most part has good carbs? Like I've heard apple, apple and peanut butter before. I've heard. Yep. Yeah. I banana, mean, so even orange. berries have carbs. Berries are good fiber too, but your fruits will have 
different levels of glycemic. Like they will range differently on the glycemic index. Okay. So some will have a higher score being a faster absorption. Some will have a lower score, a slower burn. Okay. So it just, it depends. So yes, there's a lot of um, good fruits with carbs, good source of carbs, but it will just determine where on that index they fall Yeah. to determine how quickly your, your body might use them as fuel. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, pineapple is just higher. Yeah, bananas on the higher end too. Yeah, um, I think berries are like medium, low to medium. Gotcha. So yeah. Okay. But yeah, that's why every everyone's different, dude. Every plan yeah. is going to be a little different. Yeah. So. <clears throat> but yeah, carbs aren't the enemy. We gotta. We gotta. Carbs are not the enemy, dude. We gotta debunk that. And you won't get fat eating fat, but if you eat a lot of fat, your calories are going to go up tremendously. Yeah. So, too many calories. More calories in than out, you will gain weight. Yeah. That's, but there's a whole lot more context to that conversation. Yeah. Which we're going to do and do a whole nother hour talking about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, that that's – I wanted to talk about carbs because, you know, carbs just get shit on the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably do it with protein and fat too. And like I said, it's just – it depends. So we need to focus on fueling energy systems and not just throwing – random things at the wall and see what sticks Mm -hmm. so yeah there's trial and error but let's let's be more educated with that that guess if you will Mm -hmm. so yeah man um you want to get down and nerdy with it yeah let's get some book talk yeah because i did i fully transitioned tim and i just feel i feel weight off my shoulders i feel liberated (laughs) and it feels good to be Fully out about this. That it, you know, it, it was pretty seamless. Actually, there weren't any complications. No, I'm on to audiobooks now. Yeah, there and- you go. <laughs> that was nice. Thank you. Because I look, I love highlighting when I read, having my pen, making notes when yeah. I read, and then because then it helps me to retain it, but also for our podcast. But I needed a way to consume more and more efficiently. Mm. Because maybe half a chapter could take me 10 to 20 minutes just reading it. And I can get through a whole chapter in in 10 minutes, maybe 2 and 20, depending how long it is. Mm-hmm. But 10 to 20 minutes, I can get through a whole chapter. And most the time that I drive, it's between 10 and 20 minutes. Yeah. So it, it really works out well. My only thing, though, I got to be careful. I still take notes. you know. So, mm. But of course, never while I'm driving. At the stoplights. Yeah, of course, of course. Notes Put it in park. Yeah, you know, turn the car off completely. Pull and then off the I, side of the road. Yep, then I take my notes. But um, I'm listening to Your Next Five Moves by Patrick Bet David. Bet. Ah, ah, ah. Ah, uh, you funny guy. I love his um, last name. Yeah, it, it's fantastic. Uh, great, <laughs> great podcast, too. Yeah. And I, I'm really enjoying this book. I really am. Like, every few minutes i'm like do i take notes on this i just took notes on something else so i'm just trying to take notes on the heavy hitters i got to get better about not being too religious on my notes sure but so patrick but david talks about three processing steps to take when someone pisses you off i'm sure none of us have ever been there where we need to process something before reacting too emotionally but number one take responsibility for your role you need to own your part in it. There's not a conflict without two people. Mm-hmm. So 
you, you did something on your end. You need to take ownership for it, which it's hard. You know, you kind of got to tuck your tail between your legs, swallow your pride a little bit mm-hmm. and say, what did I do to contribute to this issue? Because mm-hmm. there is something. Even if you think you did nothing wrong, um, there is something about it. Mm-hmm. And, and there is something to cr- make better. So just take a look in the mirror, slow down. What did I do? You know, just have that extreme ownership. Number two, state specifically what you did to create the problem. So what was the thing that you did or said? Did you allow yourself to be treated a certain way? Did you treat someone else uh, improperly? Did you not correct an issue when you first saw something and you let it fester? You know, where did you fall short to cause the problem? Mm -hmm. And then number three, channel your frustrations and energy into getting better to prevent future problems. So, you know, break down what happened, what you did to cause it, your shortcomings, and just get better. Improve on that. Focus on how you can prevent these things from happening again. And then foreshadow other similar things that might come about as a result of maybe I have this tendency or this can relate into this other issue that I'm kind of seeing develop. Now I need to address that sooner and more effectively than how I did this one. So Mm -hmm. once you start to make some corrections, especially with your own faults, you start to see outwardly how much more you can improve other areas. Mm -hmm. So the three processing steps to take when someone pisses you off, take responsibility for your role, state specifically what you did to create the problem, and channel your frustrations and energy into getting better to prevent future problems. Yeah. I love this, yeah. the self-responsibility and the ownership. Yes. Because like regardless of whose fault it is, who shares the blame, like you can only control how you respond to it and, mm-hmm. and what, what you do. Um, and I think that's – I mean I, I like that process. It's simple. It's concise. And it, 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 it's yeah. really like a, like a growth mindset way to approach it, which I like. Yeah. It's hard. Because how easy is it to, to blame someone else? Point the finger, right? Yeah. I didn't do it. I didn't do anything yeah. wrong. They started it. Yeah. Did they? Maybe, maybe not. But mm-hmm. when you first look at yourself, what did I do to mess up? Yeah. Let me let me point the finger at me first. Yeah. And then go address, hey, I didn't approach this the best way. I could have done X, Y, Z better. Once you start there, that other person might own their role too. No, it wasn't you. I, this was on me. I did this. Look, my bad goes a long way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just owning it. Yeah. Everyone's gonna make a mistake. I've, I've made plenty. Gonna make plenty more. But I'm big on, hey, that's on me. Yeah. I, 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 I messed up. Yeah. And that goes a long way with most people. Yeah. And people can get past things when you just own it and and fix it. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Your next five moves, Patrick, Bet, David. Fantastic read so far. Yeah. Audible. Doing audiobooks. Audible. I'm all in. I was telling Really maximizing those drives. I was telling Marquise about Audible because he's he's the same. He likes to make notes. Yeah. And I saw him uh, last weekend and he goes, Ah, dude, I knew you're gonna put it on. I was like, Yep. My efficiency of consumption is at least twofold, probably more. He goes he just starts laughing. He goes, all right, I'll try it. So I'm, I'm getting Marquis yeah. on the audiobooks. Yeah. And like, even if you listen to audiobooks and you're not taking notes, mm-hmm. your subconscious mind is still absorbing this information. 100%. And I'm going to talk about this in my book talk. But yeah. like that subconscious mind, like you listening to that, 
you're, you're going to just make better decisions off intuition overall. Yes. Because it entered your mind, regardless of if you realize it or not. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like taking notes and highlighting, that's the perfect way for you to ingrain it in your mind and intentionally right. reflect on it. Like, I think I, per- I prefer that as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, I wouldn't feel guilty about plugging in an audio book and not taking notes either. So, oh, like, no. No, so, that's, that's a great point, too. Yeah. And I'm not saying everyone has to take notes. I just like it. Yeah. And part of it is we create content. Yeah. So I, I want yeah. to take notes on when I hear something really good like that that I think is relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I want to bring it up. So that's yeah. that's a big part why I take notes, but you're 100% right. Like yeah. Just listening to good stuff like that yeah. makes you think differently. Yep. So, yep. yep. Yeah. All right. Hit it, Tim. What do we got today? Yeah. So I read this book called uh, Inner Game of Tennis by Timothy Gowie. Okay. Uh, and I can't remember – actually, my, my tournament partner. Seth, he's the one that recommended this book to me, hmm. um, and I'm like tennis book. Like, why would I? Why would I read a tennis book? I don't play tennis. Like, I'm not gonna. But he's like, just trust me. Like, yeah. it, it's a good book. And there's a lot of similarities between tennis and pickleball. And everything I read in this book, I just immediately visualized for pickleball. Yeah, and it's helped me with pickleball. But there's a lot of like life lessons in here. Uh, but the biggest things I took away are quieting the mind. the The book talks about silencing that self doubt. And that internal criticism that comes into your mind whenever you do anything, whether, oh, I have a lack of experience. Oh, I can't hit this shot. Oh, I can't take on this project. But when you silence that, your mind becomes calm and it gives you greater focus and clarity. Mm. And then that enhances your ability to perform in those moments. So that that's the first one, like quieting your mind. The second thing it talks about, we've talked about this a lot, is like focusing on the process and not the outcome. And what uh, I mean by that is like if you're competing – if you're practicing, if you focus on the present moment and what you're doing with your immediate actions in that moment, you're going to achieve better results. And what this does is in a competition, it minimizes the anxiety behind winning or losing that match. Hmm. If you're really focusing on like, how can I maximize this present moment of seeing the ball come to my paddle and hit the shot, if I can only focus on that and not worry about anything that's going on. Yeah. Like, oh, if I lose this match, I'm going to have to go home and tell my wife that I lost. Oh, like if yeah, I lose this, yeah. lose this match, this person's going to think I'm not as good because I lost this person. Quieting right. that stuff and or uh, if I'm working on this project for, the, for my boss and I don't get it done by this deadline, like I'm going to get fired. Like yeah. focus on the immediate task on what you're doing and quiet all those other voices you're going to enjoy the process a lot more, mm-hmm. I think, is, is what I've noticed there. So love that. focus on the process and not the outcome. And I think the greatest thing I've taken from this book is letting go of judgment and having mm. a non-judgmental approach to a performance. Every time we like do something, say something, complete a task – I feel like we're we're inclined to like assign like oh I did good on that or oh I did bad on that or in pickleball like every shot that you hit like oh that shot was good oh yeah. that that shot was bad but like accepting mistakes is like part is part of learning and growth mm-hmm. and like everything that you do in this life whether it's a mistake or if it's something good you doing that goes into your subconscious mind and your memory bank allowing you to make a better decision next time without thinking too much about it yeah so i thought that was really powerful too is like not assigning judgment to something but just seeing it how it is and just remembering how that shot felt like if i did something good i'm gonna remember how that felt for next time so i can do it without thinking about it so 
I thought that was interesting as well. And then the last thing is like the power of visualization. And we talk about this on yep. this podcast too, is imagining successful outcomes and not just imagining them, but like imagining like how you feel when you're successful and like seeing it before it happens. It's, it's so important. Like, because like you've put in the work, you've practiced, you've prepared when you get to the moment of when you need to deliver, if you can visualize that you've done everything up to that point to prepare your body to do it without even thinking. Yep. So I, th- I thought that was a, 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 a good thing as well. So yeah, just to summarize, like doing this, like apply your, the principle of trusting your intuition to make more confident decisions in life, whether it's like all the things that you've read, you've learned all the, the classes you've taken in school, all the mistakes that you've made at, at work, like, all of that is in your subconscious mind and mm-hmm. you just got to quiet those, that doubt in your mind to, to deliver in the moment. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and love the process. Fo- focus on the process and every little small step. Cause like you focusing on that one thing, like it's just going to help you perform better in the moment going forward. I think that's such a good tip. Like you, you explaining how you're focused on how is the ball hit to me? How am I receiving it? How am I going to angle my paddle and deliver a, a better hit back? Mm-hmm. Rather than, what if I miss this ball? What if I hit the net when I... No. Just every minute detail focus on on that process mm-hmm. to deliver a good outcome. Because um, I've, I've not broken things down to that degree before. Because I, I think like, Big, big picture, mm-hmm. right? So I'm, I am outcome and, and results focused, but in terms of just process, focus on good copy for this one post, focus mm-hmm. on a good script for this one video mm-hmm. and nail this one video. Doesn't be, have to be perfect, just nail one video. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be good for me. Do you have any good practice or ritual to quickly quiet your mind? Because people with really busy minds where it's maybe hard for them to meditate, like it takes me a few minutes to actually, if I want to sit and meditate, it takes me a while to, to quiet down. But do you have any tips or tricks to do that quickly? Like, do you ever get a busy mind? Maybe when you're playing pickleball, something else jumps in into thought that you don't need right then. How do you get rid of the the excess yeah in a in a fast and efficient ma- or fast and effective uh manner if you will. yeah that's easy and it's one word breathing Ooh, between oh. between each and every point like whether i just won the point whether i lost the point there's a lot of emotions that can enter your mind because of the because of what just happened mm-hmm. but if i'm just focusing on the soul of like in out just breathing in between my points that allows me to com- quiet literally everything and it allows me to focus it's yeah. the breathing. Do you have not, a certain... not, not like your cadence, not even the cadence of your okay, breathing. I was about to ask if you had a But cadence. just the act of the breath going into your mouth, out of your mouth. I find that yeah. when I do that, it allows me to completely quiet my mind and any any negative or positive thoughts that come into my mind. Yeah. And it okay. allows me to f- solely focus on where the next shot is going to go. Yeah. Might I add a quick a tip on the breathing? Yeah. Have a much longer exhale than your inhale. Have a deep inhale. And then just exhale really slowly. Okay. Maybe even pause for a second. Good deep inhale, pause, and then have a longer exhale. Mm-hmm. Like maybe try to double the time of your inhale. Yeah. Um, Huberman talks about that. He yeah. said the exact same thing as you. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't listened to him for a while either. Yeah. I've been neglecting all all the people, Tim. 
it's amazing once you you're doing your own thing you don't listen to as much yeah it's but, true no it's a good tip because there's probably people out here uh listening to this where man my mind races all the time i always got other thoughts even when i'm working out other thoughts coming in i got to do this this at work this at home so i think yeah. that's a good tip to just breathe yeah like stop take a breath and focus on the process yeah. not the outcome yeah and that's what i do like when i'm competing like in, in like basketball or pickleball or something but if i'm like at my desk here at home and I, I feel like I'm just stressed out of my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll either go outside and take a walk or like one thing you can just do if you're not going to leave your desk is just it, hopefully you have a window or something where you can look yeah. outside. Just look outside and just like focus on like the sounds of nature. Mm-hmm. Focus on like the birds chirping. Just only listen to the birds chirping. Only, like look at the clouds moving across the sky. Look at the wind and the way it impacts the branches of a tree. Like yeah. just like smoke, focusing on small stuff like that really calms me yeah. personally as well. Awesome. Or like if you're listening to music, like really focus and pay attention on like the beat changes of whatever music you're listening to. Just like small stuff like that to make your brain think about something else. Yeah. For I think that also helps me too. It's a great tip. If I'm like in an office or something. Great tip. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you want to wrap this up for us, Tim? Yeah. yeah. Um thanks again for listening, guys. Thank you for uh for like taking the time to listen about our our personal lives and what we're going through but we remember we cover this so that we can like impart lessons and things that we're going through to help you guys so going off of that like if there's anything you want us to talk about more um i know dj on our on our interview he wants us to talk more about ai i think we should talk more about that going forward yeah but um yeah, yeah like if there's anything you want us to cover or anything you want us to, to talk more on, whether it's career stuff, um, job search stuff, or health and nutrition, working out, um, feel free to like drop us a comment, text us individually, whatever. Like um, this show is about you guys, so if there's anything you want us to cover, let us know. But yeah, Hell thanks, yeah. thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.